Hey, what's good world? It's Roz in Ottawa, Canada. As you can see, I'm in my garden. Little uh, garden oasis that we have going on over here. We like to uh, grow some vegetables. And uh, that's actually something I have in common with my guest uh, who's coming in tonight. So uh, the legendary Trevor Walker, AKA Life Boogie, um, AKA used to be called Tricky T. Um, he doesn't like it when we call him that though now because uh, now he focuses on music making as opposed to dancing. But he was a legendary dancer there for a long time. Um, legend has it that the New York City Floor Masters, when um, they gave Buddha, the Canadian floor master's name. Um, they actually did it after seeing Tricky T or Trevor Walker's head spins. So he's a bit of a legendary dancer in Canada, um, and uh, but now a legendary DJ. And uh, so he's coming in tonight. I've known Trevor for over, I think his guess has been 16, 17 years now um, that we've been collaborating together and working together. And uh, he's a pretty amazing dude. He's very uh, near and dear to my heart. And uh, I have learned a lot from working with him over the years. So I'm really happy to be able to do this, um, have a really long form conversation with him, talk about music, talk about DJing, and uh, just his take on life and how he does things and musically how he, uh, how he approaches things. So I'll give you a tour of my garden here as we're going through. See some kale over here growing, some tomatoes. And um, so Trevor, I first heard him in, uh, I guess it was like, would have been 96 or 97, late 90s in Ottawa. And uh, he really specializes in a sort of a mishmash of Afro, tribal, funky, jazzy, breaky, you know, I mean, it just kind of ranges the full spectrum of just amazing broken jazz based music and uh, at the time the Mercury Lounge where uh, he was DJing and I later DJed as well um, was just this hub in Ottawa um, it was sort of becoming a, a worldwide hub um, for new jazz and, and new jazz music so um, so we started connecting then and uh, just I've been so blessed to have him in my life as a DJ mentor over the years uh, He's just an amazing DJ huge record collection and huge knowledge of music encyclopedic knowledge of music and uh, Also, he's an amazing producer and musician as well. So uh, something we're gonna touch on in the interview and uh, Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy it Life boogie coming to you So T welcome to gone monk Gone monk yeah, man. Nice. Go monk. Like you go monk. Yeah. You know that expression? No, well, no. Not, I'm not really know? familiar. No, no, to go monk? Yeah. No, it's I mean, like, I understand. Yeah, what it's like a hip hop thing. Means. No. It's like, uh, you know, you just fully get into something. Okay. So you've gone monk. You've uh, spent your life, you know, chasing music, chasing sound. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you are where you are now, man. You're an amazing DJ. You got all these gigs all the time, and you share all this amazing music that you know and love. And uh, so, yeah, that's why we're here, man. Let's talk about that. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, I guess you, you, you put it you put it that way. <laughs> Don Monk. What's the earliest music that you remember listening to? That I remember listening to? Probably music in West African radio, uh, pop radio, uh, when my dad was posted in, in Ghana in the 70s. And yeah, yeah, so I had, I got to listen to all this amazing stuff. I... There's like one song in particular I do remember from the radio. It's called Sweet Mother by uh, Prince Nico Mbarga from uh, Cameroon, I believe. And that's like a, it's a serious song in my, uh, 
in my repertoire or whatever you want to call it, or what part of the collection or something that's influenced me. Like it's a heavy tune from way, way back. And uh, it's like an ode to Mother's, the ultimate Mother's Day song. Nice. Oh, yeah. If you ever want to make your mom. Right, take a listen to that song, man. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like it, uh, listening to it, I, I remember when I, was a, when I was a kid, I heard it. And then years and years and years passed, we came back to Canada, yada, yada. Went to Zinc. I, finally, I started DJing at Zinc, and it was right near the end of my tenure at Zinc that my, my parents' place and dug up the record, and they had the actual original release of that and uh played it for the first time and i was like i was crying like i was bawling remembering mm. it's like this you know childhood memory that you know brings you back it's yeah it's amazing with music right yeah, music's like, like and so many times it's happened to me with music yeah. yeah i'm sure that's i mean that's what that's what the nostalgia is with the pop mm -hmm. music because it's the music you remember when you heard when you were a kid and you know generally most people just listen to that and that's all they're stuck with for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. sadly. Not yeah. most. I mean, I don't know about most people. But well, I think it's a, changed now. There's a large crowd. But yeah, yeah with, like the, with the technology, you know. But yeah. before it was like, you know, whatever the, whatever the radio mm -hmm. had to offer. Yeah. And uh, if you weren't lucky enough to have good radio, then... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's changed a lot with technology, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's totally a different uh, thing. Everything. The way that people consume music. And I don't even feel like I'm really 100%, you know, that I even know really what's going on with it. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I don't know. I mean, I mean we have our channels that we look through. Exactly. And, yeah. So, but I mean, back then, and even when you and I, when we started working in the mm -hmm. early 2000s, it still hadn't shifted to what it is now at all. I mean, no, not quite. And, uh, you know, records were still big and, you know, even CDs. Yeah. The accessibility thing. I mean, CDs, people are using CDs, it's true. But uh, the with the USB, the flash drive. Like a, <laughs> it's a whole, other it's a whole thing. new world. Yeah. And now even it's wild west streaming, right? Like people aren't even like that's the thing that's fascinating. Oh, for, for to listening me. at home, yeah, exactly. And exactly. kids don't even like I talk to young people. You know, I'm talking teenagers and younger, mm -hmm. and they don't even. Well, I mean, your daughters would probably be like this. I don't know. Maybe they're an exception because no, they of the way you are. No, they stream. But the, when they're streaming, the thing is that they don't really care what it is anymore. It's like a channel or a, yeah. a certain selector or whatever yeah. that they're following. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I mean, some. I think you know what happens is as as people get exposed to the music. My daughters are kind of you know an exception. So they, you know, my eldest will listen to what she listens to, and it's you know the the pop stuff. You know, she's really into Drake at the moment, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but she you know she'll stream that, and you know the the general the general pop stuff. My youngest will get upset when certain songs come on and vice versa like they both have their their tastes in music mm. i can't tell the difference when i hear the music that they're actually playing are you serious because i'm so old <laughs> come on I'm, i swear I, sometimes it's like this music is very formulaic and uh yeah it's it's like cookie cutter it's like driving through canada you know wow bro you know that is <laughs> a suburb of ottawa <laughs> you know what i'm uh, saying yeah if you're listening and, from somewhere else one of those big yeah. suburbs that kind of all looks the same like so. cookie cutter houses so i mean you yeah. know like the production is not all of it. I mean, you know, there's interesting stuff obviously coming out, and it's mm -hmm. always evolving. But uh, there's, yeah, there's definitely formula happening. I mean, you lived through the whole, and so have I, but I mean, we've, we've lived through the whole hip-hop movement and what's happened. Sure. So do you think hip-hop is a different thing from everything that's ever been happening in music, or do you think it's just another manifestation of that same wheel that's constantly turning? Oh, I mean, it's definitely just part of the wheel, right? I mean, it's another manifestation of... Youthful. culture of a culture a youthful culture like that's basically yeah. what it is and i mean originally start you know it's like a, a party music it's a protest music 
it, but it it's also I mean there's also the dance there's also the art obviously when you're talking hip hop so if you're talking like rap and the beats when people dance to you know that's it's ever evolving I mean it's 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 part of it's part of the whole thing yeah definitely yeah but yeah. then the whole commercial aspect to it and the way that the industry was structured when when it started it's it's almost like hip hip hop broke out of that that you know the formulas and the and the very strict sort of music business the way that it was and then after a while it just becomes well like be, i mean it became pop popular music yeah. basically yeah. and you know there was a formula mm -hmm. that's you know what you see it's crossed over too you know i can remember 90s you know it's like the uk kind of soul to soul reinvented it in a way mm -hmm. and slowed it down and that's and the whole acid jazz and the UK soul thing happened, right? But they, hip hop sort of crept in there in a way as well and did the crossover thing at that point um, because they always had like a hip hop like part in mm -hmm. the R&B song, you know? I mean, that happened in the States as well, but I, I can't remember where it actually started, but it seemed that the UK did that all of a sudden and then it was like, it, you know, it immediately transferred. It mm -hmm. was still happening. And of course, there was always choruses and, you know, in early hip hop, like the the disco vibe, and yeah, of course, you know, um, in the evolution of it. So, I mean, it's, it's all R and B, and it's all, you know, it's and it's hip hop, and it's all just part of the culture, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you see this going now? Like, in terms of the money that's involved in it, the companies that are involved in it, and then the sounds that people are there, and the, and the mass media aspect of it, like the radio aspect of it. Um, you know, what do you see happening right now? It's kind of the Wild West, you know, in a way. Um, the big money or whatever it is that tries to control the music is always going to try to control the music and make money off it somehow. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, it seems. But the DIY, you know, if you go out and do it, I mean, you know, if you work hard at it and your stuff is valid, anything can happen. Yeah. Money isn't, doesn't seem to be coming from online unless you have your own website. And if, you know, the Bandcamp thing seems to be a good formula for people. Mm -hmm. They're making money that way, selling at least physical product. You know, I mean, accessibility is amazing. And if you get your name out there, you're you're going to be able to sell lots of stuff. I mean, vinyl's really popular. Physical stuff's really popular. But touring is the thing I think that where artists are truly going to make money yeah. and their own money. And the only real way to make the money at it is, is to own the tour as well. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let the third party you know that the whole thing with for example with uh the hip with their final tour right mm -hmm. and the way the scalpers just bought up all the tickets it's like what the hell yeah you know so, so it, no it matter what you know, they, you know it's like no matter what you can't seem to yeah. i call know. it the, the uberization of everything you yeah know? it's like yeah. everything's turning into yeah. that that exactly. type of model there's less and less money going around with everything i mean yeah and uber is supposed to be the sharing community it's like I don't know, I find it right. a little bit funny. <laughs> it's a job, you know, whatever, but it's... It's a low-paid job with yeah. a lot of risk, you know? Yeah. I mean, what happens when... I think you have to work hard to make know? money doing it, from what I understand. Yeah. Like, you and have also, to be the insurance the companies aren't even really covering properly, right? So, I, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be some disasters with this yeah. thing where, you know, insurance companies refusing to pay for huge settlements. I mean, it's going to be a nightmare. People are going to lose their shirts on it, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think, anyway, that's what I see. I don't use Uber. Uber yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, mean, I haven't, it. but I have friends, tons of friends yeah. who do and family it's, it's who do. It's convenient, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I may not use I may use it in the future. Who knows? Yeah. It depends where I am, what the deal is, what. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, 
it's just the way it's evolution you know things are things are changing it's yeah man i feel like uh in the 70s it was uh you know we were we were sort of riding high on the um the spoils of the whole you know society the way that it was set up with you know unions and higher paid jobs and all that and then ever since the 80s it's just you've really seen this decrease of uh of people's uh, you know incomes in relation to the expenses things are getting more expensive job security is gone the way mm. the dodo basically you know i mean offshoring all the labor around and you know i think that's just it. another manifestation of it in the in the music business is you know is that now you know nobody pays for music and or very few people pay for music and so that you know what we when we started that little bit of steam that was left in the business i think is really gone and like you said it's this huge you know it's a pandora's box of creativity which mm-hmm. is amazing and you can find lots of amazing music happening but not that many people who are actually making you know a decent living doing it but yeah that i mean that's i mean it comes down to touring and, and yeah. uh marketing and branding and all yeah. that kind of thing like personally i'm not very good yeah. at it you know i'm trying i've had a little bit of help here and there from people and whatnot um yeah I'm not a good promoter. I'm just, you know, I'm more about just playing the records or <laughs> playing the records and trying to make music. Um, that's that's where I'm at. I'm yeah. I'm kind of introverted in a way, you know. I mean, the whole social aspect of of DJing and having to go out and socialize and and that kind of thing. I enjoy it, you know, but it's it's. Um, it's interesting. I like to go out and dance, right? But I want to just dance. You know, I don't really yeah. want to. But I like interacting with people at the same time. It's a lot of I don't know. It's a lot of energy, maybe. Well, it's different modes, right? Like yeah. completely different modes. And being in the studio or even even DJing when you're really in your zone and you're yeah. just in there in your music, and then you know, being social is a, is a very different thing, right? So that's why I think a lot of artists are. They lean on, like the true artists that I know, I mean, they tend to lean on the side of being the antisocial, like just focus in on the thing yeah. they're doing. So it's a tough, like it's a tough balance to strike. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah no, no, it's, uh, it's true. It's, um, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I'd rather just, you know. Make music. Yeah, make yeah. music. Just, you know, hermit, I'm a hermit. Yeah. Well, I think most uh, most artists have that tendency to, to focus in. I think what we've talked a lot about a lot is how you know at the same time these these amazing technological tools they enable us to do these crazy things, but they also require a lot of us. You know, I mean, it demands a lot of attention to be part of the you know to the Facebook and Twitter and everything else. I mean, it's just mm. Instagram. It's just this constant distraction. Yeah, the time investment is huge. Yeah, and I think our concept of time has shifted a lot in the last ten years. Yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, like you and I, we're both we both have families. It's mm-hmm. it's like there's not as much free time. But yeah. I look at the kids these days, and I often wonder, like, are they gonna experience the same type of, uh, you know, like I mean, time stood still for me when I used to work on music. You know, it was like even when we started, mm-hmm. I mean, time would just like disappear you know we would do yeah. sessions it was six ten hours you know yeah less responsibility less responsibility <laughs> on one hand. but yeah. also i think these kids are not doing that as much like i think they're always being drawn to the facebook and the twitter and then they're taking yeah. selfies and they're broadcasting themselves and it's like at one point i mean that is going to take a toll on the artistry itself you know i think but anyway. everyone wants to be a star right hmm. i think is what it is that's what i mean I, I, the people that are doing that is like definitely I mean, you know, there's that, but also it's part of the role of an artist to share, right? I mean, that's sort of an element of what we do as well. I mean, there is that, you know, that, um, 
you know, hermit, you know, mad scientist in the lab working. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the whole, you know, wanting to communicate with people. And, and ultimately, I mean, that's part of why I do art yeah. for sure, is like I do get this sense of satisfaction off of sharing it with people. And, and I, that's think obviously I think that's the same thing as what you're describing as far as people taking selfies and the kids on Facebook and yada, yada. I think that is, it is the same thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's in a way, I mean, maybe there's more depth to what an artist is doing, but everyone wants to be noticed and everyone, you know, to some degree. And that's part of communication as well, in a way. Maybe it's negative, maybe it's not, I don't know, it's perception. But, um, yeah, I mean, is it more valid, basically, that an artist is sharing, whereas a person is sharing just a photo of themselves? You know, maybe it is. It is, you know, it is art in a way, you know, it, yeah. if, you re you know if you really want to look at it. And everyone um, is an artist, really. I mean, it, if you think about course, it, they're all of crafting their of own course. life in the most artistic way that they know how to yeah. do, right? I mean, hopefully with, you know, this technological advancement, people will be allowed to actually do their artistry. Because from that comes innovation, you know, generally. Yeah. Which is amazing, I mean... And I think you'd agree with me that there is more... In it, it, music is more innovative. If you look at, overall, the big yeah. spectrum. Like, I can sit in front of SoundCloud and just have my mind blown yeah, on I mean, a regular basis. It's amazing basis. what's going on yeah. out there. It's good, it good and bad, but that's all taste too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's phenomenal, actually. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean that's and, and and that sort of ties in with what I'm just saying about technology advancing and people being able to do what they want to. Mm -hmm. And you know, you get to hear the spectrum of like creativity, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, from yeah. like super talented musicians just going off to people who don't have a clue yeah. about a chord going off, you know. I always think about the karaoke funk when I started hearing the, the ghetto, the baile funk sure. stuff, you know? And like how that scene, it was all these kids in like the Brazilian ghettos that were working with like a drum machine and oh, a yeah, mic, no, sure. you know, and, and exactly a four tracker. Yeah. And then it was like all this stuff started coming out and it was so fresh when it first started. It was like, what the hell is that, you Trap. know? <laughs> Trap, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like, there's lots of instances. I mean, I think that's what really drum and bass. And like, we're, we're talking about that broken beat, the West London sound from the 2000s, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that was another example of that, this little node of people that just sort of influenced each other and they all went in this direction. And then sure. pretty soon you've got like every one of the bugs in the attic, like putting out all it's their interesting. own sound. I mean, there's, there's stuff. It, it's all about the sounds, though. It's all about technology that was that gave people the ability to do the sound, like to, you know, which is so cool, right? Yeah. Um, but you know the same thing happened you know way back when the first drum kit was assembled because mm -hmm. people would play the drum separately before one guy would be playing mm -hmm. the cymbal another guy would be playing the bass drum another guy would be playing the snare in a marching word. band right when you think about that so it all got com compacted you know and you get jazz kits, and funk yeah. and all the kit sound mm -hmm. where you wouldn't have had that um, so it's so kind it's of a new technology, it's a new technology yeah. basically you know evolving the music um, so, you know, the electronic guy and, and, you know, like the West London sound, for example, mm -hmm. with the drum and bass. I mean, drum and bass and, and, and house music and whatnot, that stuff done on the drum machines when people started doing that stuff. But it's still a throwback it to is. jazz fusion and disco. Like mm -hmm. Disco mm -hmm. and, yeah, I mean, of course, you know. Yeah. Like, when, like reggae. The, the broken reggae beat. Too. Well, reggae is yeah. one of the biggest influences yeah. all in down everything. the line in, in everything. everything. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, reggae is crazy. Yeah. For me, reggae is like the thing that's changed modern music you know yeah. it's like the one like out there thing where it takes it's like it's afro latin like crazy yeah. and it's its own thing yeah. you know like yeah. and it just 
the approach, like the rhythmic approach yeah. to me, has just flipped everything. You know? Yeah, reggae is pretty crazy. I don't think house would ever have happened without reggae, personally. I mean, myself. And definitely not yeah. hip-hop. Well, house mean. is sort of birth of jazz, too, though. And, um, and disco, obviously. Well, yeah. disco, I mean, jazz before disco. Hmm. I mean, the hi-hat in, in house is, is, a, is a jazz hi-hat, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. The shuffle. Hmm. Um... Yeah, I think it goes back, you know, to that. I mean, disco goes back to that generally too, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a musicologist by any means. I just well, <laughs> sort, well, of, you sort of are, bro. So, I mean, a little bit. I mean, just <laughs> you don't looking have a at degree records. in it, but I you don't, got... <laughs> I don't know all the dates and and yeah. you know, I don't know all the names and stuff. But I have an idea of sort of and theories as to how things happened and yeah. and also what I've read, of course, and how things. Have you know, through meetings and through, you know, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's not, it's like the language. It's this other language, you know. So uh, you started out as a dancer, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that was. Uh, do you want to talk about those years or? Sure. Um, so you were a b boy. You were uh, yeah, yeah. started dancing with Buddha. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you were part of the Canadian Floor Masters. Yeah. One of the original ones, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, preceding, I was with uh, Dynamic Crew. Okay. And let's see, that there might have been a crew before that, but I can't remember the name. I mean, my brother and I basically danced together. It was, you know, when we were So, really how old were you? I think it was on a trip to St. Lucia, something about Michael Jackson and a bunch of stuff like that that sort okay. of got me into. And then seeing, you know, I think it was on, Ro well, wait, not, maybe not Rogers, what was it called? Maybe Rogers. Some Back community, the, access, community, channel. community <laughs> access channel. And they had like a breakdancing competition. <laughs> And the music was just so amazing. Nothing ever heard like it before. Electro. Yeah. Uh, Jam On It was one song that stood out. Just, nice. And these guys with crazy routines. Um, doing their stuff, you know, it was like, and you know, you'd only catch little glimpses of it here and there. You'd say, you know, flash dance. And then, yeah. then Beat Street came out and break in. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we used to throw it out. I used to throw it out with the Dynamic Crew and before, that's before the club scene, before going out. Like I was pre-drinking yeah. age kind of thing. And then we had a falling out and then there was a, there was a battle. <laughs> it was pretty epic actually, really. When you think about it back yeah. in times, like, you know, we went to the sportsplex, like, um, and we, we had a dance off full on, like there was... There's just no internet. There's no cell phones. Yeah, that's the and there was a good three hundred people. World, man. There was the three hundred people there who would call each other on their landlines and said, yeah. "It's going down at the sportsplex." Da 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 da. Yeah. People, you know, two ghetto blasters showed up. We linked them up, <laughs> and the crowd and the crowd kept cramping in. It was insane. And you yeah. know, when you think about it, it's like wow, what a crazy battle. And it was a oh. it was a pretty amazing battle, I think. Nice. I mean, no footage of it ever. Of course around. not. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no cell phones, no nothing. Yeah, you it's know? amazing. Yeah. How th and I, I feel like I remember, you know, I remember experiences like that and parties in my, you know, like my middle school, you know, and dancing and listening to music and stuff. And it's like I remember some of the songs and I remember the music, but there's nothing. Like there's nothing of it. You know, even my high school years, there's there's like a few pictures, you yeah, know. There's no recording. And now everything is yeah, everywhere. Everything you know? is recorded. It's you got That's got to have an impact on people, man. I'm I sure. Mean, I'm sure. I. I, like, I mean, I guess it's affected me at all. It must have. I don't notice it. I've just sort of gone. I think with we self-censor a lot more than we used to. I just generally do, and I've always kept it that way. It's like mm. just because 
I grew up without it. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if I'd grown up with it, I wouldn't see it as an issue. Mm-hmm. The whole thing of longevity, I mean, it, it's going to suck for some of these youth oh. when they get older and, and have their stuff yeah. there forever. And, unless, of course, there's a technology crash, which is very yeah, possible. Who knows? Which is very possible. I don't know, man. I think there's, everything's saved in duplicate and triplicate. And it won't matter if it's like, you know, there's a nice age. <laughs> you know, it won't matter if, uh, if you know, we can't eat. Because, I mean, who's going to look at that stuff? Nobody's going to look at Apocalyptic scenario. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my yeah. tech guy that I use for my computers was telling me that when you send an email, there's like eight copies of it now. So, go. like, yeah. you know, it goes into one, it goes yeah. another one, yeah. and the Canadian Internet Registry, and then it goes to the States, and the, there's a copy that's kept in the yeah. States, yeah. and then it comes yeah. back. It's like eight copies it's of it. <laughs> it's jokes. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Surveillance. Back to dancing. Yeah. So you were, um, so you were dancing like yeah, so, pretty serious, right? Like I mean, you were. Yeah, really no, no. It, so like, so from there, basically, it was like that's when I joined up with Floor Masters, which is Buddha's, you know, Buddha. Buddha's like my big brother. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, he's like, he's the man, man. I mean, he was always kind of a social worker, dude. Um, like that was his his goal was to to get out and do social work, and man, he's taking it, and you know, he's still doing it. He's oh, still it's 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 it. it's his it's been his calling. Like he's. He's thriving, man. He's doing so well, mm-hmm. and he's dancing. He's still dancing. I mean, there's there's a thing a post up recently, and I was like, well, dude, could out dance me for sure. You know, no problem. <laughs> Wait, he's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I've yeah. seen you get going. No. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Those old days. <laughs> um, so, anyways, so we we danced, and and he basically forced us to pr- and, you know we practiced, and it was fun. You know, you know, you're your teenager. You don't have anything else to do. You're yeah. So you know he we'd sneak into Carlton and we'd pr- we'd practice there or we'd go to whatever community center he could figure out that had free time here and there. I mean he yeah. booked the time. The guy was on it. Yeah. You know for this crew of kids and yeah. We toured. We went to you know we went to uh, Windsor. We went for the Freedom Festival in Detroit. Got our asses kicked by his crew from Detroit. They were awesome. Um, they burned us hard. There's just showmen, you know, and they had like mm-hmm. these moves different completely different style and the thing is you didn't have video right? it was, there was local, no video yeah it was localized it was like yeah. localized so yeah. you didn't have video you didn't have documentation so you know like these graffiti rock VHS's that you get your hands on we would like study them and mm-hmm. learn how to dance At least there was, I mean there was that there was VHS and the right? thing that helped us out a lot was Steve had a video camera mm-hmm. you know, way back then and he would film and that's why you've got all this footage online which, mm-hmm. is, which is a blessing and a curse you know <laughs> that's what I mean, man. People to see the see me as a, as a youth. But that's what <coughs> I mean. Me. Everyone's got that now. They're gonna have that yeah. baggage for the rest of their lives. I know. It's know? just. It's I just think about why did it come so early for me? Ish that I did when I was in fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Oh yeah. And I imagine if that stuff was out right now, I would be so embarrassed. Even some of the music I put out. Oh my god. <laughs> but I'm that so stuff's glad out there. that faded. No, no but I mean, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for that. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, <laughs> so, but do you, do you still like? Do you ever miss you know that training and like really the training? The I miss dancing? the training now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, why don't you come out and dance with us sometimes? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I've got to come. I've, I've been. It's. I've been. I need to get out. I think. I mean, I think I can still, still rock it pretty hard. It'll no, take you me can to, rock really hard, bro. But I mean, it's it's not about like it's not a contest. It's just about like no. I'm not, not even talking about. I'm saying I can still like probably dance i'm not talking about yeah. battling or anything i'm not <laughs> interested in but i mean it's it's the whole dying. thing is like the training is the is the journey right yeah. like that's the thing no i just want to dance i mean yeah. train i mean the whole workout thing's cool but then you know going through movements is cool but i just like to dance yeah. to do it and i mean you know i just 
put on a beat and I start moving to it and then yeah, you man. just start moving to different parts of the song and that's that's how I danced and that's how I'd work out yeah. you're still an amazing dancer bro like uh, we, we were filming uh, we were filming something a couple days ago and Sarah and I were watching it and we were just watching you dance we're like wow man like you're a really interesting dancer <laughs> you need to bust out more man and like train with us <laughs> I, I should watch it because I, I don't know how I dance really. the, you will you will see it yeah, so why do you love music so much man so, I don't know it's it's the uh, the forest man it's like i don't know our our life forces song i think that's what it is in a way maybe it's the best way i could say it um it's like our it's the expression of our beings i guess you know that's uh and then when we get together it's like it's amazing i mean it's it's life it's life you know that's what it is it's like Music is life. It is, <laughs> it is <life. laughs> and it's a reflection. It's, you know, it's like bird song. How beautiful that is when you hear it. You know, we try to emulate it maybe. Um, with the results are just ridiculous. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like we are the loudest, <laughs> most obnoxious. I mean, we make so much noise. It's unbelievable. There's no creature that makes more noise. I mean, with their voices, maybe physically, but wow, can we ever make noise? And sometimes yeah. it's beautiful, man. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it just takes you. And I don't know, and it's always new. Old is new, you know. I mean, digging for records is just such a phenomenon because you're seeing all these different and and rare records. The reason why people like rare records because you know it's something that they haven't heard, of course. Maybe hopefully for the first time, it's not just to own a rare record, but actually to hear the music on it. Um, but you get to hear this new stuff that somebody created maybe a long time ago, maybe just recently, you know what I mean? And yeah. you get to hear their expression and their ideas or whatever. And when it's innovative and new and completely, you know, off the wall, you may not like it at first and eventually it'll grow on you. And that's the stuff I find that, you know, that you can connect with and will make you cry in 20 years after you haven't heard it or, you know, the lyric or the, that chord or whatever that solo whatever it is you know that just and that's that's it i think you know expression yeah i often wonder you know um what it must be like to listen to music as you because i feel like i'm uh maybe i'm not as open-minded about it or i don't know what it is but i have a more limited appreciation of music like i think if you look at our record collections mm -hmm. it's a pretty good example like i'm constantly calling it down and i'm trying yeah. to find like and it's like a different approach you know That's so your I'm, way. I'm interested in yeah. that like what is it that makes you the way that you are you know because you you have a very broad spectrum of music that you enjoy and but at the same time you're very picky as well you know you're not uh yeah. you don't love everything no i for don't. sure there's some stuff i really dislike yeah you know, so I don't know what, how what, yeah like uh, what is it I, I don't know, know what my parameters are but it's feel man I feel it yeah that's what it comes so, but do you to. think that feel like first of all do you think this is like nature and nurture or do you think it's it's fully uh, nurture like in other words is there music that you were born predisposed to liking or yeah, is I it like so. maybe to some degree well at least that I heard when I was really young mm -hmm. I think that's the music that influences so you the most so that's nurture though that's still you know, stuff that you learned that in your life right that really influences you the most uh, unless you when you're want, a little kid for right? sure I mean the more that you expose your kid to different music I think it's from very young but you know especially from I think six five really five yeah. even and they'll they'll remember those songs mm -hmm. I think because I feel like I remember songs from you see that in your then. daughters like when they're some 
some i mean yeah well i put on an old tape that we haven't heard or an old mix that we haven't heard in a long time and certain songs will come up they go, oh yeah that song mm-hmm. you know and so they remember stuff um but yeah that, i it's nurture but then it's also if you want to learn and you do don't get stuck in the rut of only listening to those songs that you heard when you were young or the songs when you're and then there's there's the teenage experience and mm-hmm. teenage to 20s but then after that uh, most people drop off and those that's the music that they end up with for life yeah they don't hear new music they don't want to hear new music um and i mean for me it's it's somewhat the same you know I, I i like to hear new music but only when it moves me and if i hear something that moves me i'm in hmm. that's all um i've you know i've heard a lot of different kinds of music i like a lot of and i don't know what the binding thread is between all the different music i have other than it makes me feel something mm-hmm. for the most part very little of my collection i own actually i don't even think i own anything that i don't like in order for to be able to have a part to be able to play for a party mm-hmm. like i i'm actually constantly culling the songs that are like okay i listen to it i'm like i don't need this anymore i don't like it you know i'm I'm doing the same thing as you but it's like as i mature you hear an older song or you know song that really moved me but i found it's a sample and maybe it doesn't move me the same way because of that I, you know sometimes or I, yeah i don't know it's just i can't I, I don't have enough room to keep everything yeah and there's way more music even out. digitally actually i mean that's i'm not thing. even it's interested like, i don't even yeah. digitally i mean digitally is, is is convenient and and i like i love it for that mm-hmm. i like the fact i can have access to this music instant okay boom click this button and it's there mm-hmm. you know search and it's there um but I feel like it could be lost at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, sure, physical records can be lost at any time as well. You know, whatever you have a flood, you have a fire, whatever gets stolen. Same thing can happen digitally. I guess you know you can lose whatever, anyways. But I guess the the fact of just being able to lose, you know, sixty thousand songs on Jeez, a terabyte yeah. that you've been curating for how long. So I mean, I hold import to it, but I don't. It's like you don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Hmm. And I I mean, I enjoy using it. And I mean, I try to play different, all different platforms as much as possible. Um, I'm done with TV, uh, computer screens. Yeah. As much as possible. In the club, it's brutal. Like tractors, rattle face. Oh my God, bro. It's brutal. I I don't, I mean, I always, I always kept my, keep my, my screen. I try to keep it over to one side or the other so I can see what's going on. But, the looking for music and yeah. blah 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 no it's brutal man I mean like to me I mean that's why I started using that headphone that one side I talked to you about this yeah. right the, the one sided headphone to me was like a uh, constant reminder to listen to the room itself and be in the situation as a DJ mm-hmm. because uh, I feel like even just having the two headphones on like I get stuck in this other world and I'm like forgetting to relate to the people that are on the dance floor you know so it's this constant reminder is like okay put it down and then listen to what's actually going on yeah. but with the screen I mean I tried I tried it for a while with the laptop and it was brutal I felt so disconnected from the it's uh, always a boob tube from the party you know yeah, yeah like you just feel like you're stuck in there and it's just not right so yeah i mean i love this it's just you know, it's down there yeah. i can look at people i can see what's going on and i mean that so i, I really want to get into some of the the artistry of of djing because i really think you're a phenomenal dj and i'm, I'm not Thank the you. only one who thinks that um and uh so you know like what makes a great dj for you 
Like, what is uh, if you go to a party and and, you, and you're gonna, it's gonna be like the night, and it's gonna be you're gonna be dancing all night, and it's gonna be like the best music and the best DJ. He's gonna really rock your world. What what is he doing? What what are the what are the selection, ingredients? It's all about selection. First, first, it's about like choosing amazing music, and then if you can mix, it's like a bonus. And then you know if you can take the journey, take me on a journey, then I mean you know that's it. Um, I think those are the most important things. Play, I mean, and play music I don't know, but it's killing me. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, what the hell? How come I don't know any of this stuff, you know? And yeah. that's what makes a DJ for me. Yeah. Um, Same with me, pretty like much. Yeah. Skill, selection, you know, obviously, you know, you got skills. It's like, you know, you, it's like some of these DJs are here. I'm just like, I'm not. And just, I'm no comparison to these guys. Like what they're doing is like just phenomenal. Like technical chops. You're talking like technical and selection. I mean, there's people that are here <clears throat> playing. They're technical and their selection is just killer. Mm. Like they're out there. I mean, they're not. It's not every DJ, obviously. Mm -hmm. No, um, there's some amazing DJs out there for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, but the, I mean, those. I think those are the ingredients for me. Those are really important. You know. To be, a, I mean, it's about selection, man. The mixing thing is nonsense. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like uh, it does matter when you're dancing, and and uh, yeah, you know, it, I mean, it, you can it's, have it makes the, a difference. It makes a difference. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say no. Obviously, yeah. it matters. I mean, I I learned to mix for a reason. Yeah. Um. But, but it's not the prime ingredient. For me, yeah, the, the, the prime key. ingredient is is about selection. I think yeah. it's the most important thing. I mean. Sure, I mean, but from that comes rocking the crowd because if you got the right, it's all about selection, right? Because yeah. you got to have the right and the right record at the right it. time. I mean, well, that's the it. amount of times where that's I walked I mean. into empty clubs and it's like slamming, yeah, I don't get you know, that, but really yeah. hard house music playing. It's like whoa, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like creating the mood and and uh, and then responding too. Like when certain key nodes of people are in a crowd and you can see them really go off on a certain style of thing yeah, and sure. riding that, too, for sure. You know, yeah, yeah pandering to them. Um, and then, uh, so, and in terms of the selection of the music, so this is one thing, like, do you like newer music more or do you like older music? Because often we've talked about this kind of thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to Not you. Not really. It's like whatever's It's whatever's, whatever the mood I'm in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes I like older music more, sometimes I like newer music more. Um, it's just got to have... And what is that? Heart, soul, I don't know, groove, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's got to have it. <laughs> the magic yeah the force so uh, it's gonna have the force to move it's gonna have the me. force to move you yeah so how do you feel that music has contributed to your life man uh, I mean it's made it worth living seriously yeah for sure it's in a lot of deep. ways yeah yeah definitely well man man I mean I feel bad for people that don't have music in their lives because or people that don't so say they don't like music I mean I can't even believe that there's always something out there that's gonna hit you but um, silence is beautiful too. I'm not gonna. It is. I'm man. not gonna knock yeah. silence because I mean I don't always listen to music. That's yeah. How much of in a day in a normal day, let's say 16 hours, you know, you're not sleeping. Um, how much of that would you say music is playing around you? Not that much actually. Okay. How much? Maybe an hour. Are you serious? Yeah. No, dude, you're working like. If I'm three, working, four nights if I'm week. working, then it's four. No, I'm only working a couple of nights. Uh, no, one really a week, and then the a couple Saturday of monthlies. Nights. Okay. And a couple times I play here and there. And one-offs. 
I mean, just that is more than an hour a day, bro. I hate to... And then you're collecting records. Well, no, I'm talking about certain days. I mean, no, it'll work out to... I don't know. It doesn't. It's not that much. I don't listen to music. Like when I'm at home, you're saying like downtime. I'm. Yeah. You're, you're excluding work. If you're excluding. No, work, no. I mean. If excluding work. Including work. Including work. Yeah. Well, okay. Including. I was excluding work. Sorry. Because um, I mean, work is also you're you're going through records. You're getting ready for radio shows. I mean, you're like. Well, then then you your an hour radio show an too. hour to seven hours, a day. An hour to seven hours a day. Yeah. Huh. It can vary. And that's been like that for, what, 30 years? Like, I mean... Well, I mean, really going through music like that? No, not 30 years. I mean, it's been up and down yeah. over since... Um, yeah. 27? 27? That's how long you've been DJing full-time, pretty much? so. 89 to now, is that right? 89? Yeah, 27 yeah. years. Wow. That's how long you've been playing not full regularly. Time. Not full time. No, I mean, what? It's not. I was never really always full time, unless. Yeah. What's well, usually Fridays and Saturdays, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Um, I mean, there was years I didn't play for, you know, a long time. I didn't have residencies. Really? Yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. There was times when I had four nights a week, and yeah. I would kind of almost do that again. It would be fun. Yeah. Not, but no, it wouldn't be that much fun after a while. But it's, now, it's with lot. the amount of it's records I have now, though, it's easier to do mm -hmm. than it was. Back then, it was really... It was hard because I always want to be fresh. I always mm -hmm. want to have new music. It's not like I go with the same old crate, same old, same crate. It's like I go and I, there's always like a few that stay always, but you know, you're always rotating at least half the crate yeah. when I go home. with Or with new music I just picked up or whatever, so you got to take out some. But, but then it ended up being two crates because you know you didn't want to leave certain stuff and you never know where you're going. And then three crates, yeah. of course. You get through two crates in a bag, Dude. and for a while, anyways. Now, it's it's much more. It's much easier because two USBs, one in each pocket. I still like to bring records. I still like to bring, and I prefer. <laughs> I know you and do. I generally, I you I'll, do. I'll actually play the records rather than play. I mean, you know, I'll have mm -hmm. filler. Then I'll use my the digital stuff, but that's where I've gone back. I mean, it's like I did the computer for a few years and. CDJs sort of caught up to where I liked. Yeah, I love it to those be. CDJs. It's different. Now. So it's it's a nice tool to use. It's still way easier to use than um, than a turntable. Yeah, maybe not way easier. I mean, it's about the same if you're not using. I guess if you use sync, even sync doesn't work for no for I mean, like for like live stuff and no. other stuff, right? So I mean, but the loop function's wicked. Yeah, the looping you know, is amazing. The effects are amazing. To work, like, uh, I don't know. Well, the CDJs don't necessarily have individual effects. Yeah. But I mean, if the, you have the right mixer, the mixer for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. I mean, there's guys that were doing it back then, which is records and bring all these units mm -hmm. and work the angles that way. I mean, and those are the guys that everyone, you know, talks about. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. Larry Levan, Nicky Cianos, and all the crazy guys from back yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Really pushing the envelope of what the TJ was doing. Well, yeah, you're taking it to the next level. I mean, kids mm -hmm. are doing it now, you know. They're constantly yeah. doing it. It's amazing what kids are doing. Mm. Yeah. The turntable is instrumental guys or like yeah i mean Ooh. that's a whole other arena as well right so yeah. Yeah. yeah how do you feel about that like why don't you uh scratch more and uh you know why isn't that something that you've really pursued um what's your what's your take on turntablism in general i love it man i, love it. I think it's amazing i mean now it's even better with with a laptop i like it even more because you don't ruin your record that's one reason why i didn't kind of do it it's because you know you get this like yeah in the beginning of the record where and it would wear it out you know to the point where you know 
you'd be playing the record and that part would use to scratch you wouldn't even hear it anymore mm. at yeah. all it's like gone so that's kind of been a deterrent because you know records are expensive sometimes you never find them like you don't mm. you only found that one you don't want to ruin it so that's been a thing I like juggling and stuff like that a bit more mm-hmm. at some like to some point or like looping stuff or whatever but I'm not much of a turntablist I don't think mm-hmm. I mean I can scratch a little bit here and there I'm not very good I don't think it's yeah. fun you know sometimes I don't I don't know yeah man I feel you yeah. completely it's not, um, it's not my thing but I mean the talent's out there man wow some yeah, no, some of them are amazing. Yeah. yeah, I noticed you've been reposting some of the scratch bastard videos and stuff that guy's like that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Actually, he he wanted me to do the barbecue. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be here. Uh, so sad. Okay, yeah, it's a real shame. Um, so, you know, Ottawa is a small town, a small-ish town. You know, it's just not really. It's, a, it's, well, it's getting bigger for yeah. sure. It's gotten bigger actually, yeah. even since we, you know, since it's we sprawl started. though. The sprawl sucks. It does. Suck. It's not. That's yeah, what makes it a small town. Is like a bunch yeah. of little centers. Yeah, if everyone was in one place, I mean... I mean, that's why that's the beauty of, like, you know, big yeah. cities, is it? Yeah. I mean, and the infill has been happening. It's like it's the city's been trying to do it, but it's... Uh, I mean, there's resistance, obviously. People don't... I feel like the kiss of death for Ottawa was allowing building outside of the green belt. You know, they should have densified within, yeah, yeah. you know, Orleans and all that, and, like, Barhaven and all I these know. places should have never happened. Yeah. You know, it's it's a real shame but urban, anyway urban deserts i call them yes they certainly are but um so you know given that ottawa is what it is and you know it is a conservative town it's a government town and all that which has some some positive aspects to it mm-hmm. um but uh what obstacles and and sort of struggles have you had as a as a dj because i mean it, you know it's not the 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 first city that i would think of in terms of making uh, a living and, and a life as an artist you know mm. so what are your thoughts on that well, my family keeps me here to some degree. I mean, there's, still, there's always a chance I'll move and try it. You know, I'm probably getting too old to like try to live the dream properly, but it'd be fun to try. Um, Ottawa, struggles in Ottawa, let's see. I don't know, you know what? Uh, there's only two stations that really play the stuff. I mean, if mainstream even did like more shows of underground music it would make a big difference like the one thing like when you go to new york or you go to like bigger cities i mean now it exists more with the the internet radio like you can have everything right but there's something about a community radio station or like Mm -hmm. a station that's in your city that you will listen to that station right and have like you know some maybe be patriotic towards or someone just because it's your hometown station yada yada but you know they don't really push the envelope no they don't and that is what hurts the music scene as a whole. Yeah. I mean, it's way better than several different. And I, I blame technology, internet, mm. you know, the interweb. <laughs> That's what I blame for that. That's why it is the way it is now, and it's gotten better because people mm-hmm. have exposure and people, you know, people know much more. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it makes it more challenging for a guy like me too to try to like always be. You know, back in the day, I could be fresh because nobody could find these records. Like you know, there was only mm-hmm. they were imports or whatever the case was. And now it's not like that. You know, you, I could be playing stuff. And sometimes it amazes me that people don't know what I'm playing because they can have access to it. But, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they may not know at that moment when I'm playing, for example. But, um, you know, I'm always trying to, like, make it fresh. And that it's harder now, basically. Yeah. You know, like, everyone knows everything. So, mm. you know, that's the beauty of vinyl, too. I can dig back in the crates and it's it's actually not out there. You know, it's not like a lot yeah, of Yeah, a lot of the stuff. It's so funny. Man. And I, I was saying that obscure. way back, too. Yeah. When digital was happening, I'm like, well... 
a lot, you know, it's never all going to be digitized. Yeah. I don't think. A lot of it isn't, man. Yeah. A lot of it a isn't. Lot. It's actually a huge amount of work. Like, I mean, I've been going through and, and yeah. doing that, and it is a lot of work. I mean, I don't even know if I'll ever get to do... <laughs> You know, digital, even just yeah. even the CDs, you know, no, no. ripping them in, and then the vinyl. I mean, it's no. crazy. It's I don't absurd. Have time for it. I mean, I do it when it's something I want to use specifically, mm -hmm. but I don't try to do it as a rule. Yeah, it's like it's, it's too huge. much storage to, digitally, anyway. Well, that's like, the other thing too. Crazy. Is like you think, oh, there's terabyte drives. Well, how many terabyte drives are you gonna have? Especially if you're doing wave files. I mean, those are huge. Yeah, they're massive files, yeah. right? So well, I mean, apparently this, it's all the prices are all coming down, and the mm. storage is going up. You're going to be able to buy like a. What, do they, what, would, what would be bigger than a terabyte? <laughs> What's bigger than a terabyte? Uh, it's uh, I've, I knew the I knew it a while ago, but I don't I don't remember. Quango <laughs> or something. It's a Quango. A quadrabyte. Quadrabyte. I can't remember. Something funny I heard. No, it was I heard it as well. It was, we'll we'll find it. We'll post okay. it in the notes to the show. Um, okay, so what do you love most about DJing? What do you hate hate about it? Uh, I love a full room of people vibing to your stuff and yeah. being able to play anything. That's probably your favorite moment as a DJ. Um, breaking new records and like just hearing new music, I think, is my favorite part. I mean, DJing has just been like an excuse to collect music, mm. which is it's just a hobby in a way. And it's it gives me an excuse to collect amazing music. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, in Ottawa. You asked me earlier about, you know, some of the fall. It's hard to play, but I think that's anywhere to play different music. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, if I were if I were to go to, I don't even know what if that would be the truth or not, but, you know, I go to a bigger center, I might be, even be considered a little bit cheesy sometimes with what I'm playing because I cater to sometimes the Ottawa crowd. Like, mm -hmm. I'll play, you know, I'll play a little bit more. And I never really can say this, but I've, it's like I'm listening back to, you know, the stuff from the 80s and the 90s and stuff. And the pop stuff, there's some stuff that's like, wow, mm -hmm. it's pretty heavy, man. You know, I didn't like it back then because it was pop, maybe. And now I listen to it again and realize, no, it's really just really good music. Mm -hmm. And I was buying the undercurrent stuff with all, all that same stuff that I could find. And I mean, now it's like you're going back in time and trying to find these records and that weren't available. You couldn't find them. Now you can find them online. Mm. Now you can get all this stuff. So it's like, you know, I'm filling all these cracks of music that I missed and that I wanted to have. And, and then I'm also organizing my records and I'm not sure if I'm getting off topic now. Yeah. Well, what you love about it. That's it. And I do love this. It's just it's the hobby, right? Mm -hmm. I get that. That's, that's You're a true record. record collector, you know? You really are, man. Yeah, I'm just a hoarder, man. You're a hoarder. <laughs> I'm just a hoarder. <laughs> Dude, I had to help you move, man. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, that I was know. crazy. That's why I don't ever want to move again. I don't ever want to move again. It was unbelievable. <laughs> It's uh, you have a lot of records. How many records would you say that you have? I don't you know have? anymore. I don't know. What are we talking though? Like, I, I mean, ballpark. I don't want to say maybe ten. Ten thousand? No, you got more than that. You got way more than that, man. I don't know, man. Jesus, you got way more than ten thousand. I'd <laughs> say double or triple that, man. I don't have triple that, definitely. No. No, I don't think so. My God, it's a My lot of records. <laughs> My God, man. Talk to Giles about a lot of records. Giles I don't have as many records of records. Or Danny Crivet. <laughs> yeah. I saw a picture of his basement or his, his storage. I was like, wow. Serious? So DK's got the most? What no, do I, I don't know. I don't know who's got the most. There's, there's people who have crazy amounts of records. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I, my record collection is not that big, really. Even Tony DeCiprius has a lot of records. Oh, man. And he used to have so many. 
Wow. So, okay, so that's what you love about it. What do you dislike about it? The amount of records I have. No. (laughs) (laughs) I do, I do. I mean, in terms of, like, DJing in general. It's part of DJing, um... (laughs) I don't know what I dislike. Because I've learned to love all aspects of it. Because I don't care if it's an empty room, which is probably the worst aspect of a DJing night. Is it? It could be, but unless, I actually enjoy it playing. But I enjoy it because I get to play all this music I, I don't get yeah. to hear for once. So that's that's the beauty of an empty room. Yeah. But an empty room is also an ego, you know, knock. It's because hard. It's like, yeah, it is hard. And I, mean, I, played, to I think I've played to more empty rooms than I've played to full rooms in my career. Yeah. Much more. I would say that as well. I mean, Much more. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have a good party, you have a good party. And, you know, I'm not always amazing because I don't have a formula. It's like I'm just always trying to reinvent the wheel every night. So, mm. you know, I think I've, I may have gotten better at it over the years, but sometimes when you, say you reinvent still, the wheel, like, what are you talking? Like, I just don't like, to, I, well, I won't play are. the same set. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever played the same set. I've played maybe the same mix occasionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like two songs go together really well. And if I remember or if I can, I'll, I'll play them together again. Um, there's certain songs that pop up, but I even feel bad playing the same song mm. maybe twice in a week or twice in a month or twice in a year, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I can't play that again. Are you talking in the same place or let's say it's two different parties completely you're playing? All the Still, time. All the time. Wow, like, that's amazing. If I do my radio show, for example, and my radio show sometimes will be kind of a warm up of what's going to happen that week, music I pulled for what's going to happen. But I'll never, I may not even play any of those songs. Mm. but sometimes I'll play some of them here and there but for example for, for the Glow Fair this year I played uh, I had this amazing vinyl set planned but they didn't have turntables for me mm. so I ended up playing on four CDJs and I ended up you know I had to wing it in a way so I was like playing all this crazy stuff and um, it forced me to reinvent the wheel again even though yeah. I'd sort of pre-planned it's like it's like the universe won't let me pre-plan my set anymore <laughs> it's, it's funny I do pre-plan my, my sets more than I ever have before like in the past it was always freestyle like I mean it was the records you pulled and then you worked your way through them and you try and it's still the same uh, philosophy behind it that you're only you're trying to play different songs or at least in a different order or it'll be different you know and that's what made it hard to play four nights a week back in the day because I only had a limited amount of records then, yeah. then it was you know then it was a shelf or then it was two shelves or however many I had but it's like you know there's all I did was buy music with my yeah. money. So that's why I've got so many records. I yeah. never invested in anything else. Obviously my equipment and stuff, but yeah. DJing paid for that. And it, you know, whatever, it took me to where I am kind of now. That whole, and the collecting of music, I mean, that's enriched me so many ways. <coughs> because what we were talking about earlier, how music is life and it's your soul. You know, it's like I've absorbed all these people's expression. Yeah. by listening to it it's like I've studied this stuff you know it's like reading a book in a way it is I mean it, to it some is. degree it's it's all these different elements that you're sort of yeah. your mind is taking into consideration and uh, the side it makes you feel all these crazy feelings and you know it can make yeah. you feel it's amazing music it makes you feel all kinds of different feelings it really it does mm. like I've noticed when I but with the, when I say I don't listen to music I only listen to music that much at home you know sometimes it's like the silence I listen to talk radio. Yeah, you listen to like talk to be, radio a lot. Yeah, I like to be informed. I mean, at the same time, I, I'm finding I don't like to listen to talk radio as much anymore. I, well, I think I'm more like some pod, of the talk radio has gone the way they, you yeah. know, has gone really downhill. I just listen to some stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. I can't handle it anymore. But it's so sensationalistic now. Like it's just, 
seems like it's this constant, you know, trying to get your, yeah, you know, get you going, get you afraid, and get you. The other problem with music, like, though, with listening to music, is for me, listening to, like, I like to listen to my own mixes and stuff, mm-hmm. and my own stuff that I have. I don't like listening to other people's music because I want to go and get it. If yeah. I hear stuff and it's good, I'm always I always want to get you it. Want to find it. I just can't afford. <laughs> First of all, I can't afford it, like, and, I, and I don't like to try to find stuff for free online. I just you know the quality, and then I, I feel bad about doing that. Mm. But I'll try to find you know, and, and that sort of discourages me from listening to music. <laughs> sadly, and I mean I need to. I need to listen to other people's yeah. stuff, obviously. But what it makes me do is like, oh yeah, I could incorporate in that my set this way or I could you know but this is this gets to the root of a very you know how different we are from from these kids and this is what I'm talking about in terms of they don't feel like they need to even know who it is like I can't play I've had I have things I have a folder mm. of music that I haven't identified yet mm. and I just I can't even bring myself to play it out like I just well, that's I can't like I need to know who made the music okay. you know and it's like I think kids today just don't have that you know that need to know what it is and where it came from and who made it. You know, I don't know about that. I think I think so. Maybe some there are kids that do. I mean, there's obviously people that. Yeah, do you I have any it, music that you don't know yeah, the source a of? Lot. What do you do? You play it out. And you don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Really? Why you're one of those labels, kids? Man. I have white labels. <laughs> I have white labels from that I got on vinyl. I don't know what they are. So maybe it's and just I play me. them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a shame not to. For on the, I can't play them. On, I play them on the radio even sometimes. I'm like, it's this. I don't know what it is. Uh, this is the run out you skew on the on the inside, and hopefully you can find out what it is. Well, because no, there's stuff out there I don't know. I mean, even I have a few white labels like that, but most of them have some type of inscription. Sure, on I'll it, go for it. now. I've, I can it, figure know? out some of them. Yeah. Some of them I can type it up, for example, in whatever search engine and see, mm. uh, or mu- music, um, like whatever library type site wherever like discogs for example you can yeah, type in you can type in like the the etching on the little mm-hmm. thing and you can find out the serial number or whatever yeah mm. i forget what it's called i know i know the name of it i should know i should, be, <laughs> I should know all this stuff by heart <laughs> but um yeah so you're talking about uh, you've mentioned several times about your age and stuff and uh, my age. I yeah, never like, said anything. Well, you've been alluding to it. I haven't said anything about my age. Well, as I'm getting older, as this is you know, and so you are getting older. Yeah. So what? Um, how how do you find that that's changed your taste in music? No, I just I know more now. Yeah. That's all. So you don't think your cha- your 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 taste itself has has modified because of the getting older? No, I think I remember listening to music. Like for example, um, when I was young, '80s, and I was you know preteen, hearing Queen and hearing the song that I liked, or hearing, for example, Tears for Fears the first time, shout on the radio and being like, "What is that? That's what I'm talking about." Because there's mm-hmm. nothing on the air like that. With the beat, the music is like the, yeah. the funk or whatever. But so it's always been that certain something. I mean, I don't know if those are good examples, but music from the early days you know that i heard you know cause you didn't hear it. it was like i was saying yeah until i discovered ckcu and then things changed but for pop radio and stuff before i knew i was in the know you know it was just the sound this those songs still stand for me and i mean there's all kinds now in between there's like so many more in between over mm. years. that's all there is it's just like is that many more to the library that i I don't remember all all the music I've bought. I don't know it all even, but when I hear it or I listen to it, I'll understand why I bought it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of music over the years that you know you're buying so much, 
you don't get to play it all because you still have, only have so much time in a night and then, you know sometimes stuff falls in the wayside as you're flipping the crate over the years mm -hmm. and that's the build-up of stuff that I'm trying to go through and figure out okay do did I buy this on did I buy this for the crowd did I buy this for me and generally a lot of stuff I feel like I bought for myself there's a few things that I bought for the crowd which um, I still like them mm -hmm. like I still like okay this is okay I'll still play this and I'm not gonna feel like I don't I'm not playing from my heart hmm. you know? so that's something you're always thinking about is uh, the genuine you know it being a genuine expression right oh for sure it has to it has to be for the most part I mean as much as possible as much as possible I mean as I happens. go back as I go back I listen to hip hop and I listen to lyrics some, some of the songs I'm like okay I'm not going to play that anymore yeah me too like with hip hop saying. a lot of it I, yeah. anything misogynistic anything that like yeah. is violent and stuff I mean I understand it's the expression of of these people but I just think that it's been turned like it was like a I don't know like it feels like 93 yeah, is where this dark force came in, man. Yeah. I mean, it was always kind of there, but it was just, it was still coming out as stories or like, you know, it was like more like stories. It wasn't just, yeah. not say constructed, even, but it was just the whole gangsterism of how badass I am. Hmm. The whole ego thing, the machismo. Yeah. It's like, that's what turned me off. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I mean, but I'm, li I'm, but, but there's still so much good out there. Like, there's yeah, so of much. course. And I mean, yeah. I'm going back even in my records, for, you know, preparing for my radio show. I pulled out some records, that are hip hop, kind of esque, and uh, or you know, hip hop for real. And you're listening to the lyrics, and there's this the way they, you know, I was listening to Black Alicious. I don't know if you know, but anyway, they, sure. these are rec that came out Soul Sides, and they also came out on Mo Wax. And there's EP I had Melodica EP. It's called. The Moax version had all the instrumentals, and I used to play the hell out of it on this hip hop show I used to do back, Blunt Dummies. And uh, this guy, Latif the Truth, Spirit, Truth Speaker, and Lyrics Born, and the way that they work. They talk song 40 Ounce, hmm. song about you know alcoholism and how you know it takes your life away from you and stuff. The way that he, that, that kind of story, you know, yeah, it's like it's conscious. That, it's I like, mean, it's there still, it's always mm -hmm. there in the music. It's always there right now in hip hop. Like there's the stuff, the good stuff or whatever that I consider stuff. It's like hitting. Mm. Um, it's always been there. It's always it's a matter of finding it. I just kind of got lost with production and then hearing the lyrics. And it's like okay, I'm gonna just focus on because I only have you only have so many so much resources and what you're gonna spend mm -hmm. your money on. So um, I'm losing where my ramble. I'm losing my. No, but um, yeah, as you're getting older, I think that's how we, we started this thing. Yeah, you forget where you're going with your conversation. That's what <laughs> <laughs> um, as I'm getting older, no, it's the same, man. It's just a lot more music that I'm aware of now. Yeah, it's really cool to go into used record stores and like. I mean, it's worse too, though. I mean, when I was younger, I'd just buy whatever, you know cool or had you know someone of color or something latin or something this you know or whatever it had something on the cover you know that would that's the stuff i was looking for and it wasn't always right because you know you couldn't listen to this stuff mm -hmm. now it's you know in knowledge you, you get better at things that's all i guess and if you go to the right store it's crazy it can be it's messy 
fair. You miss, um, you know, guys like, uh, for example, Elorius or, you know, where they used to be the, the record store owner, you know, even Linus back in the day or oh, Reyes. I miss the culture you know? like mad, yeah, it's crazy. I miss that a lot, man. I miss going in and having these these guys just share their music and, and be like, oh, have you heard this? Have you heard this? It was amazing having yeah. that, you know? Chris Pronovo, Jason Palmer, man. And guys. I guess it's the same, to the same extent that that's what the, the uh, you know, the top tens are and stuff on Beatport and on TrackSource. But There's still shops, but it's not the same as when the new, the it's same. not the new shop thing. The new shop mm-hmm. thing is, yeah, I mean, it exists online, but I mean, you just find, but the, you know, some of the stuff that I was handed back in the day that I'd never know about. Yeah. Me too, man. You know? And some of those, some of those records are some of the most valuable, I mean, emotionally and monetarily hmm. in my collection. Some of those records are just like, you know, they're the gold. They're the yeah. gold from the golden era, you know, it's like the OG copy too. It's like, holy cow, this is what he really, this is what, you, know, you got hooked up. I got hooked up so many times hmm. um, over the years at the record store, you know. Now I have to, you know, now it's more you have to hook yourself up and, yeah, it's like after that was that whole culture, man. You sit there and talk to guys about how the song worked for them, and mm. all, you know that that DJ culture is gone. Like people don't meet the same way, other mm. than you know in the club after everyone's gone. Yeah, done their downloads at home and whatever. Yeah, I mean that's the part of DJing that I actually really enjoy is the end of the night when uh, you know it's been a long night, everyone's tired, and but there's some great conversations and some oh, great sure, rapport and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, how would you, uh, when you think about your relationships with uh, all the local DJs and stuff and all those late nights and stuff, what is, how do you feel about that? There's been some really good times, man. Yeah. I mean, some parties that I remember that I don't remember. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, you know, I've made some amazing friends and yeah. I've met some amazing people over the years. And it's, it's some talent, some serious talent. So he's mm. got some serious talent. It's been a really good ride. I, there's nobody I don't really get along with. I mean, I, I can think of I And, you know. Yeah, it's a good scene for yeah. that. Um, in terms of the, the mass media, I mean, we talked a little bit about it. Um, how do you feel about, um, like, even the role of radio right now? I mean, if you think about uh, I, I can't keep up with what's going on on the FM dial, personally. I mean, like, once in a while, I'll just flip through there, and I'm just kind of, my mind is blown in terms of, uh, you know, the amount of uh, golden oldies and uh, and uh, 80s and 90s hits, and, uh, mm. like, it's all, they're all rehashing or pop, or slightly pop, pop, modified pop, pop stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's it's a weird thing on the FM FM dial, but um, you know, overall, I mean, how do you feel about the the mass media, like what, uh, music in the mass media? How do you feel about that? It's it's well, I feel like it's put out there just to control the masses. Yeah. Well, really, yeah. I mean, generally, it's like you know, just keep them appeased, keep them appeased, keep them appeased. Or just give them something that they're gonna like. I mean, like what, you know, are they? they it's this? it's not even giving people what they want to like. It's they force feed it it's like they play the song 75 until times a day like until they like it and then people are like oh i like this song oh yeah i like this song the first time you heard it you may not have liked it but i mean that also happens with stuff that's that's amazing as well as but i mean it doesn't it happen, happen to me i mean if i don't happens, like something it happens with everything though mm. you know you get used to it enough that you almost like it mm. you know or you come but a lot of people i mean i don't know what the psychology is behind it but a lot of people just navigate it's easy for them they want to sing the lyrics it's yeah. i think the fact that the devices are easy to use like you get in your car and it's like the easiest thing to turn on you know i mean iphone whatever it's still a lot of work to sync that up and to or to plug it in or whatever it is i mean it, most people just i mean it's so hard to just get by in life in general i find nowadays that 
I think people don't really have the energy or the time to, to put into it. You know, oh, so no. radio people, is easy. I think people curate their on. phones yeah. and play their play stuff on there. And Some people way. do, for sure. I mean, people listen to the radio. I mean, yeah, but then, you know, people don't have the time or the patience to do that either. Like mm. I said, you know, generally people, by the time you're maybe 35, you know, you've stopped buying new music, really. That's you crazy. may be downloading new music now. I mean, now maybe it's changed. I think it's changing. The monetary thing has changed because... You can get it for free, right? So, but the radio still is the easiest mode of I consuming music. You I know? agree, because it's everywhere and it's it's just on all the time, right? So, I mean, I think that I think that it's controlled, and I mean, it's they're trying to sell particular artists. They want mm. people to follow that. They want, you know, it's the managing. It's, it's the same as it's always been. Really, mm. it hasn't changed except now it's just getting more and more concentrated or into one kind of owner <laughs> yeah. you know and that and then mm. that and that creates you know what's the word i'm looking for that's what creates the cookie cutter <laughs> you know in a way it's like okay, this is what's going to happen from the top and it's going to yeah. filter down and be the same everywhere does it work on like for example your daughters do they oh, for sure they're yeah. into they're into pop music yeah. to some degree because that's what they hear yeah. However, however they get to hear it or not, I can't even define pop music now. I mean, there's so much. It's all over stuff. the mop. Yeah, it's it all over is. the map. It is. Sorry, it the is. mop. <laughs> Just be mopped up. Yeah, it but does. no, it's all over the map. I mean, there's pop. Well, I mean, but uh, you know, it's it's pretty. You know, it's pretty nichey. It's electronica mostly. Mostly, it's electronica, which is ridiculous because for that for that know. pop pop. But then yeah. you got also the rock pop. Mm -hmm. right or the, the folk pop or and I whatever. think this is a Canadian thing that's it's a like, Canadian thing more than it any, really is because yeah. Yeah. I mean if that's you go here. to the states they don't have that that much no it's I hip hop mean, not like that it's hip hop, hip -hop or R&B yeah. you know soul like that kind of and newer, the EDM, newer thing EDM as well but it's not they, they don't really like there's something up with Canada and like the that, that kind of indie rock Canadian sound right I mean that yeah. is huge here yeah. and like what's funny to me is like you know Kids, a lot of them, yeah, I listen to everything, and it's like they literally are listening to like everything, everything. And if you and if you give them new stuff, I mean, right now, I mean, I was listening to an interview with Kamasi Washington, who I just saw recently, it blew, blew my mind, amazing. Um, he's he was one thing he said that really struck me was about how you know they're playing their songs, they're playing their music for all kinds of different people, and they're getting into it. People are getting into it. People want that stuff. Mm -hmm. They just don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't I mean, have the exposure, and that's and that you know, and that's that's what needs to happen. You need to have yeah. like more curators on the radio, not the big boss saying you're going to have this playlist. You know, mm -hmm. you got to let people do their own thing, and that that's why you have the beauty of community radio. Of course, that's you know, it's always going to be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you know, but you now can go it's, too uh, far wherever in any direction, and that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Right there, it's like you'll get it all. But now it's bloggers, you know. That's well, they're killing really, it as well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's really a new thing. thing. Yeah, that's a new yeah. thing. You know, the fact that I can put up my mixes online and anyone can listen to them is amazing. Right? I love doing that. I mean, I, yeah. that's what it's about, man. Like I, yeah. I've always wanted to just share it that way. And you, know, you put out tapes, you put out CDs. But it's not the same. It's yeah. bro you're broadcasting globally. yourself, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. And um, so, what would you say some of the life lessons are that you've learned uh, through music? Hmm. Jeez. Life lessons from music. Wow. I don't know. Tolerance, maybe. Um. 
to be yeah being open like being open to to new things i guess in a way yeah, that's the same thing for me man for sure i'm just trying to think things music life lessons life lessons either from making it or listening to it i mean that's the other thing we haven't really i mean we've been talking about you djing but i mean you are producer and a musician as well right so i mean a musician writer, a little bit yeah vocalist so. as well yeah percussionist yeah i guess so <laughs> so i mean well I'm trying it's all amateur it's all a hobby i mean i think it always is for it's everyone. all a hobby man it's all a hobby and i don't consider myself a pro but anyway uh, well yeah. what, what is a pro well i guess you know i don't expect pro is just getting paid right but I guess I don't, I like getting paid and I make it, you know, it has to, I have to get paid obviously to yeah. sustain myself, but I don't know, it's not the, it's not the goal. Yeah. That's it. I don't think it ever is really for, well, I mean, maybe I think that's what makes people, it amateur for me because it's not about the money there. But I if it's about it the art, then I think that that's what also makes you a real artist because, I mean, if you start thinking of it as it being all for money, then, you know, I think no, you'll, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never, well, you'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. That's, yeah. that's what I meant to say. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Because, I mean, I've always had this thing where when I'm getting paid to do something, it's like, I just don't really want to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like there's something about that relationship. There's something about that just feels like prostitution in a way, you know? It's mm -hmm. like there's something about it that just makes me feel wrong, you know? Whereas when I'm just doing it, it's like this spontaneous expression. It's amazing. And sometimes that can that can get you paid. You know, if it happens the right way, it's like this cocktail of ingredients where, yeah. you know, but it's rare as an artist to find yeah. that balance, you know, yeah. it's like, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. It's the, the stakeholders too, right? Like the, um, you know, the club owner that, you know, wants you to just get them drinking, you know, or like, yeah, well, you know, whatever yeah, it is, stuff. there's all these people have expectations on you, you know, like uh, we're talking about like least favorite moments DJing. I mean the 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 drunk people coming up and and making crazy requests you know like i mean that's got to yeah. be like that's I, I, be I, there. I, it's fine now i mean you know, it doesn't there, bother you no i don't care i mean there's i mean people just don't give up when they don't give up then it gets annoying yeah but usually people are pretty understanding I yeah mean, they are i i generally don't have the requests people want yeah they don't believe me and i don't really care <laughs> they think you have like all their you know they're telling me to go download it and i'm like listen that doesn't happen i i don't even have a computer anymore that's the beauty of not having a computer too can you play off my phone and i don't you know it's not going to happen yeah so that those are the you know it's like you cut it off right there it's like i yeah. and I, I generally don't have it give me a genre yeah yeah and i'll try to help you out yeah you know unless you really know or you, you understand what's going on or you know but if you just want to come in and impose your will or like you know whatever why even go listen to somebody play but if you if you want to hear a specific song you know ask me in that you know if i've got it i'll play it i'm i don't mind i mean it, obviously if it fits into what's going on at the moment but if, if it's you know I, somebody's asking me for like a slow song in the middle of an up-tempo thing yeah you know sometimes you can throw that in it'll work sometimes it'll work but you know i'll obviously use my my judgment and i'll be honest i'll say listen okay i may not play that till much later yeah or you know Sometimes I've played it already, whatever the case is, I don't know. Yeah, the good ones are like, oh, can you play Latin music? Or <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, and then, but then they don't get it sometimes. Sometimes yeah. they, they want to hear that. Anyway, or you whatever. are playing Latin music, yeah. and they come up and ask and you to play Latin that's, music. That's the best, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like full-on cumbia. Like, you play some Latin music? Like, yeah. I'll get right on that. 
It's amazing. Yeah. You, you know, you mentioned um, CP there, Chris Pronovo, mm-hmm. and you mentioned, mentioned Jason Palma. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys are some pretty serious music heads in Canada. Uh, Tony DeCiprius. Yeah. Um, Miguel in Montreal, oh, Miguel, yeah, Grasso. Sure. Miguel Grasso. So, yeah. you know, aside from that, I mean, or if you want to talk about those guys, that's fine, but, you know, some of your mentors and people that you've respected over the years in Canada, like yeah. shining lights in the Canadian scene. In the Canadian scene? Yeah. Uh, well, Vinyl Richie out west is killer. I mean, he's my boy from way back. Um, Curtis Smith from Toronto, Andy Cap, and, you know, he's, he's serious as well. Um, Like what exactly are you wondering? Yeah, like either mentors or people that you've looked up to over the years. Well, or... I mean, definitely. I mean, both of my 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 original mentors are past now. So sad. Um, that first gave me my break um, were Nadine Jelano and and uh, Michelle Levier from the Zinc, and that's my first my first you know my first gig, and uh, yeah, they're. Yeah, well, it's the one the one piece of advice Miguel gave me, which has really stuck with me. And I really like it, but I don't necessarily follow it anymore. I used to more, but he's like, yeah, don't don't ever play the same artist, you know, t- uh, or mix the same artist or something along those lines. Either play the same artist twice in the night, or mix the same artist. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's such a and Nadine. The thing is, she taught me about selection. She was about playing. It wasn't about the mix. It was about playing really good music all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. When you start compromising your selection for music uh, of music to mix, you've lost it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I see that happen. I see it happen for myself when I DJ. You know, if I start trying to, if I give into the mix and not focus on what I'm trying to do or the vibe, then you know it'll 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 screw up your vibe. Mm-hmm. I find. I mean, if formulas always work, they can work too, but it still comes down to selection. Um, but, I mean, those those two are definitely big on my list. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys out there. Um, I'm just, names aren't coming to me. Locally, Pedro Diaz has been a staple over the years. Um, I mean, I'm going to forget names, so I'm, you know, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm not going to remember but Technobrat of course you know yeah. he's like a staple Elorius Elorius of course yeah we've mentioned Elorius I mean Louis Ducharme um jeez the Alleys over the years um Bunny Weeks was a crazy DJ I'm back he was like man anyway um who else from? I mean, there's Marty Villeneuve, of course. You know, he's, he's doing it. Young guys like Etienne Osbon, and he's, you know, he's he's on all the big labels that I used to play from back in the old days. Mm. He's he's straight from the hood. Um, Fred. Yeah. You know, Fred's Fred's born in Hall, man. Yeah. Hmm. Homeboy. Um, made it made it good. Um. Yeah, I, I mean the list is. The and list what is about super uh, internationally? Like some of the people that you've followed over the years that have really, you know, shaped your your way of 
of either playing or the music selections and the, the things um, for um, like DJs who I've seen. Yeah, I've seen I or mean, just know, listened to. The Chicago guys are really good, you know. Um, like I mean, I'm talking the big names: Derek Carter and Sneaker. They're both phenomenal DJs. They're amazing. I mean, Heather's right up there. Like, um, and then of course, you know, there's Louis Vega and Kenny Dope. Like these guys are all yeah. these guys are all like superstars. They're they're freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got the blazes. You got like the DJ Spin. I just posted something. DJ Spin. I mean, I saw him in Amsterdam. And these guys are monsters, man. Mm-hmm. When they get on and they like, I I'd, I'd never want to play after <laughs> any one of these guys. You know. You know, let alone open, even opening. I mean, yeah, sure, you can really do something opening. Opening is really important, actually. But, but it's hard. You know, when you have like some of these <laughs> icons that come through. And, yeah, man. Woo. I mean, there's a reason why you know some of these guys are where they are. It's because yeah. they're freaking amazing. Um, there's lots. There's 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 so many. Um, internationally. God, Ocean Lade. Um, and a lot of these guys have come through the club too. Yeah, know, I mean, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, I'm leaving out so many yeah. that, that really were like phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, even lately, young guy Mike Steva, he's yeah, or Steve, I'm not sure. It's Steva, he right? Killed me. Yeah, he yeah, was Mike really good, Steven. really good. You know, um, there's lots, man. There's so many. You know, who's really who's really cool is uh, Mad Matts. Oh, who's yeah, really cool for sure. Um, and he's like taking it to the. He's taking it, man, to the next level. Yeah. With all the, all the labels, the music. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be heading off to Europe next month, so yeah. you're gonna probably, hopefully, get to catch some of these guys over there, man. We'll see. I don't think so. I think I'm gonna be too, just kind of vacationy. Nice. If it happens, if anything's around and I see it, I'll definitely go. But uh, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be in any major centers except for. Okay. I mean, except for Paris for a little while. I might actually get to catch Soul Jazz. Oh yeah. They've got a show. So I'm actually looking forward to hometown oh, over in oh, Paris. Oh, that'd be nice. In Paris, yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah. man. Well, this is a dope conversation, man. Hopefully yes, we'll sir. do this again. And, uh, yo, man, thanks for sharing all this stuff. It was Anytime. really great having you. Right on, man. All right. Thanks for being here, bro. Yeah, man. So there you have it. My interview with Trevor Walker, legendary Ottawa DJ, collector, and a funny guy, too. <laughs> it was a pretty funny conversation. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please click on subscribe. Keep in touch and uh, look for lots more coming your way very soon.